0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of those headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us online. Good morning, Adam.
1: Hello, Lena. Happy Day.
0: <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Let's jump into our keyword news portion. The objective is clear to make these headlines a little bit more digestible for our listeners. This is our first pick of the day.
1: Inflation.
0: So, Korea's inflation hit a fresh high, recording its fastest pace of increase in nearly 24 years. Uh, tell us the details.
1: Yeah, our key word new segment is something that's aimed at uh, being easily digestible, but high inflation is something that's never easily digestible, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, statistics of Korea data shows Korea's consumer uh, price index stood at just over six percent higher in July than a year earlier, but the rise did meet market expectations. Um, so it is pretty much in line with a lot of with, with what a, a lot of economists have predicted. Now the annual rate was up from a six percent rise seen in June. Uh, as you said, it was the highest or well, the fastest pace since a six point eight percent gain in November 1998, so nearly 24 years. Um, prices in Korea rose across the board, so with everything from manufactured goods to electricity becoming more expensive. Uh, agricultural goods for example as you mentioned in the headlines up eight and a half percent along with uh, pretty much uh, every other item um, that we buy Uh, annual core inflation which excludes the volatile food and energy prices they ended a three-month run of successive acceleration Uh, they actually held steady in july at 3.9 percent rate that was seen in june that was a tentative sign of future relief from high inflation so a little bit of uh, a bright spot there but mm-hmm. it remains to be seen uh, petroleum product price increases have slowed as well due to the drop in oil prices but the consumer price index rose as the prices for services uh, as well as the uh, agricultural and livestock products increased. now by category industrial products and services led the rise in prices uh, in July this is probably Most likely due to ease COVID restrictions, more people going out and utilising these services and buying more products as well. Um, After entering the 3% range in October last year, inflation hit the 4% mark in uh, March and April this year. It's been continuing uh, rising, hitting 5.4% in May before reaching that 6% in June. Um, Tuesday's data will be actually the only monthly inflation uh, figures released between the central bank's raising of interest rates in July and its next policy meeting uh, this month, in fact. Mm. And the data supports expectations by economists that the central bank will raise the rate further in the next policy meeting. So we'll have to see by how much
0: mm. it will be raised. You're absolutely right. I don't think anyone can stomach this pace of inflation. But there you have it from the economy section. Let's turn our attention to our COVID-19 situation in the country. This is our second keyword of the day. COVID spike. So Korea's new COVID-19 cases sharply rose to over 110,000 cases. That's in a single day. This is mainly fueled by the B.A.5 Omicron variant, uh, supposedly more contagious. So what's the latest? Mm.
1: Right. Well, as of 9 p.m. yesterday, the daily tally stood at just over 115,000. Now, when ca- cases are counted until midnight, so that number could exceed the previous day's tally, of course. And this also brings the country's cumulative case load to over 20 million. Um, that's even without counting the cases until midnight. Now, daily cases tend to increase through... Midweek before falling again on weekends, of course, and Mondays due to fewer tests. So that this is a kind of a trend that we're seeing this week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, BA.5 is the dominant strain now. It's accounting for nearly 67% of infections as of yesterday. And also, the country confirmed two more cases of this BA.2.75 variant. This is another fast-spreading sub-variant of Omicron. Uh, That takes the total such cases to nine. Uh, The two latest people to be infected with that, they were actually both fully vaccinated, uh, and one of them even had a booster, and they returned to Korea after visiting India last month. So it seems like they are coming in from overseas Mm. mainly, though Mm. there has been cases of a local transmission of that subvariant, right. um, but they suffered apparently mild symptoms and they are now fully recovered. So the extent of the infection isn't doesn't seem to be that great, uh, as of yet, anyway. Um, all of this comes amid eased COVID-19 entry rules. Uh, there's also a sharp rise in summer travelers, uh, leading to record numbers of infections from overseas as well. Import cases hit an all-time high of 568 yesterday, uh, serious cases uh, also reached the highest levels in nearly three months. That is the kind of the numbers that health authorities are more concerned about. Uh, and meanwhile, health authorities are saying still that the current wave could peak at around 200,000 infections uh, a day. That is a level that is actually lower than previously expected uh, and deemed manageable as well. Um, Health officials do say that this week or maybe next week could be the peak of the current wave of infections that we're seeing. Mm. They say the next wave could come in November. There's also been predictions, of course, that uh, another wave could come in the colder seasons. Mm. That's when coronaviruses tend to run a bit more rampant. Mm. Uh, And the KDCA chief has also hinted at bringing back strict antivirus curves if Mm. critical cases keep rising so we'll have to see what those numbers are like and we'll have to see how health officials react
0: all right there you have it Play it by ear it seems uh, let's move on to our third keyword of the day chip bill so the ruling people power party is set to propose a package of bills to strengthen korea's competitiveness in the semiconductor industry particularly tell us the details.
1: Right. So this is pretty much in line with the government's aim of trying to spur the semiconductor industry and the ruling party is joining in those efforts. And one of the bills in this package calls for enabling a government committee to designate special zones on strategic industries as well as provide support for the establishment. And it also calls for expanding education programs to foster students to work in such key industries, mm-hmm. including uh, specialised high schools as well. Uh, The other bill is aimed at providing domestic chip makers with more extensive tax benefits in return for facility investments. Now, it calls for extending the period of tax credit for investments in high-tech industries to Mm. the year 2030. It also states the deduction rate to be raised to 20% for conglomerates, 25% for mid-sized enterprises, and 30% for small businesses from the current six to 16% range. So there is a bit of a jump Uh, chip makers will receive larger extra tax credits if their investments in a specific year exceeds the average of the previous three years. The bills also stipulate extending the tax exemption period for foreign technical experts Mm -hmm. as well. Now if the new bill does pass Parliament, a non career chip engineer, for example, will be subject to an income tax cut of 50% uh, for 10 years of employment with a Korean chipmaker. The current law actually sets that period to five years, so it will be double if mm-hmm. the new bill is passed. Mm-hmm. Now, the size of the budget required for the revision was not disclosed. Uh, lawmakers have cited a lack of a centralized decision-making mechanism as eight ministries and multiple parties are involved in the chipmaking industry. So the ruling party is also um, in agreement with President Yoon Sung-yeol of mm-hmm. trying Uh, of emphasizing the need to streamline government and trying to make things more efficient. Mm. Um, So we'll have to see Mm. whether this package of bills do pass Parliament. But of course, as Parliament is still, the majority is held Mm. by the Democratic Party. It is a tough battle ahead.
0: Right. All right. So Korea also, meanwhile, is looking to fortify its tech alliance with the United States. So as you've alluded to, it's very much in line with the central government. So to this end, the science minister is visiting the U.S. as we speak. Mm -hmm.
1: That's right. Lee Jong-ho did meet with the U.S. science leaders in Washington, D.C. on Monday. And he is in the U.S. to watch the launch of Tanuri, which is the uh, South Korean-developed lunar orbiter, which is happening on Friday. And now his first meeting was with Alondra Nelson, who is the acting director of U.S. Office of Science and Technology Policy, they agreed on the importance of economic security on key technologies as well as strengthening the technology partnership between the two countries. Uh, the science ministry also said the two countries will issue an, an MOU for cooperation on quantum technologies by the end of this year. So we'll be seeing something in the coming months on that. Uh, meanwhile, E stressed the need for more cooperation on SMRs, which is a new type of nuclear power reactor that are said to be safer and cheaper Mm. uh, than large-scale plants. That's also in line with the UN administration's kind of goal of trying to bring back nuclear energy. Mm. Uh, He's also met with the heads of space science departments, including officials from NASA, and discussed ways to strengthen bilateral cooperation in the area of space exploration, something Mm. that Korea is trying to get uh, a more advanced in and is working towards and uh, the minister plans to travel to florida later this week to observe the launch of Tandori, and so will all the eyes of the korean people as well
0: all right let's move on to uh, the contentious uh, idea for education reform in the country this is our fourth keyword of the day Education plan. So President Yunus ordered the education ministry to swiftly organize a public debate over his government's proposal to lower the elementary school entry age by one year to five. Now, this is an issue that's becoming quite controversial because, well, their accusations are perhaps not gauging the situation, asking for teachers and parents opinions before announcing the sort of, I guess, a plan.
1: Right. So basically, uh, what the kind of the risk is that they announce the plan first and they're trying to gauge public opinion later. So I think that is where a lot of the backlash is coming from. Uh, And to this end, Yunus quoted by his spokesperson as saying that even in the case of necessary reform, social deliberation is needed uh, due to conflicting interests. Now, the president also asked the education ministry to also play a facilitating role in enabling bipartisan discussions in parliament. That's because... The plan is subject to parliamentary approval. And he also said the plan, if realised, should be accompanied with better child care support. Uh, so uh, the remarks are seen as kind of a step backward mm-hmm. after many teachers and parents have been voicing objections to the plan. Uh, they say the reform could further deepen already fierce competition for grades and put the burden of schooling on the uh, kind of intellectually unprepared Mm. five-year-olds, especially at that age uh, group, even one year is a bit of a, a big difference in terms of intellectual development uh, and things like that. Absolutely. And Absolutely. And pa- if you mm. bring
0: it down to, I think, a personal level, if you look at some of these personal stories in the news these days, uh, can you imagine right. having a child that was born in the year 2019 at the start of the pandemic? They'd be three mm. this year. In two years' time, they would have to enter school. That just feels right. kind of like what you were saying, unprepared yeah. or perhaps even more underprepared to start school.
1: Exactly, precisely. And that is basically the concern of right. these teachers uh, and parents. Right. And uh, and these teachers and parents, they also point out that five and six-year-olds who would start school at the same time in this transition period would have to compete for more college admissions, of right. course, and subsequently more job opportunities as well. And there is seemingly more strong opposition to this. There's more than 200,000 signatures on an online petition uh, demanding the government to scrap the proposal. That's as of yesterday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in terms of the government's uh, perspective, through the plan, the government seeks to take on more childcare for young children against the backdrop of low birth rates. Mm. It also wants to close education gaps and eventually help uh, school graduates land Jobs and start their careers earlier than now. Uh, and in line with the shift in the presidential office's stance, Education Minister Pavsune also said the proposal can be withdrawn as well. So, of course, this all comes down to what the public thinks. Uh, and of course, the government will act accordingly.
0: All right, which brings us to our final keyword of the day
1: Pelosi in Taiwan.
0: So U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in Taiwan's capital of Taipei for a controversial visit that has infuriated Beijing and strained the already tense U.S.-China relationship. What's the latest? Mm. Because she did make a pretty powerful statement about being a defender of democracy for a reason Mm. to be there.
1: That's right. So this actually marks the first time in 25 years, actually, that an American House Speaker has visited Taiwan. It is a very delicate and very careful approach whenever it comes to U.S. policy on Taiwan, because sure. they are very wary of China. Uh, the visit will reportedly last almost 24 hours. Uh, China has spent weeks, actually, warning Pelosi not to come to the disputed territory, which Beijing considers uh, a province of China. Taiwan thinks uh, says it's uh, an independent state. Now, these warnings escalated into actions, actually, during the hours ahead of Pelosi's arrival. Uh, China reportedly levied, levied a new import ban on so more than 100 Taiwanese products. Uh, the Chinese military also flexed its muscles by holding live fire exercises all day Saturday, just 80 miles from Taiwan. And it also deployed fighter jets to the Taiwan Strait that flew very close, actually, to the center line of the strait, which is uh, rarely Uh, crossed. As Pelosi landed on Tuesday night local time, Chinese state-affiliated media announced that more live fire exercises would be conducted over the uh, coming weekend. Mm. That's actually notably after Pelosi would leave the area. Mm. Uh, White House officials have urged China to refrain from any provocations. Mm. Um, Meanwhile, Pelosi is expected to meet Wednesday with Taiwanese President Saying Wang and other senior lawmakers uh, in her statement, Pelosi said, "America's solidarity with the 23 million people of Taiwan is more important today than ever as the world faces a choice between aut- autocracy and democracy." Mm. Now she added, "Her visit, uh, quote, honors America's unwavering commitment to supporting Taiwan's vibrant democracy." Uh, and Uh, did not contradict U.S. policy. Now, in an op-ed as well, published in the Washington Post, which she contributed to, that was released at the same time of her arrival, and she wrote that Taiwan's robust democracy is under threat. And after her arrival, the White House national security spokesperson, John Kirby, told reporters that the trip was consistent with the U.S.'s longstanding policy towards China uh, and did not violate the country's sovereignty it does seem like the mm. white house is kind of doing some damage control at the sure, moment sure um because the white house officials did kind of warn pelosi ahead of the trip as well trying to persuade her not to visit taiwan it was largely kept under wraps until the last minutes but right. ultimately she did visit taiwan right. uh so we'll have to see what further developments uh develop.
0: That's right. Um, Some suggest arguably that there's personal politics for Pelosi as well. I mean, she did go against the wishes of the Biden administration. She's a Democrat, Mm -hmm. but she's a California Mm -hmm. Democrat, which means her constituents Uh, are a sizable Asian American population in the state of California. So that's an mm -hmm. entirely different angle. But there Mm -hmm. you have it. Thank you so much, Adam, for a thorough coverage this morning. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: You're welcome. See you tomorrow.